I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips while sipping gin, girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom. Speaking. This is Lindsay here, ready to crack that whip, girls. <laughs> Lindsay here. Hello, here. Remember that in school, being like, what? Can I say yeah. Oh yeah. Here, or I am. Sometimes I would like panic, and be like. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, gals, this is the time to sign up to X Gals if you like what you're hearing on It Gals and you need more juice, you need more lols, then head on over to our Patreon where we have done some deadly episodes. Last month we did um, a Fuck, Marry, Kill episode where all of our ex-gals put in like um, mostly Irish celebrities for us to choose whether we would fuck them, shag them or kill them. Or no, not fuck. (laughs) Fuck or shag. It is ex-gals after all. Yes, there's many different diverse ways to fuck. (laughs) Yeah, fuck Mary kill. We did that. That was hilarious. Then we did a BDSM test. Um, iconic episode, to iconic, be honest. Iconic, and y'all were doing them. We interviewed Ali, who I had on during lockdown, um, a sex worker. We had her on for like a two-hour podcast, yeah. and that was so in-depth and interesting, and just like eye-opening. Probably our favorite episode we've ever done in X Girls totally. with Ali. It we've was... been dying to do it and dying to meet up with Ali, who we've known for years. Yeah, and um, it was just so eye-opening and intriguing, and like. Hopefully we'll get her on again But she is an ex-gal only Fuckboy stories we did Where we asked our ex-gals What was the worst thing A fuckboy has done to you And we kind of spoke about The whole idea of what makes up a fuckboy So there's loads of good shit there And there's like what Close to 100 episodes now Yeah we're coming up to 100 episodes And also you know Something that some of you guys Might not know about ex-gals Is what you also get a part of it Is access to our burner phones You get a phone number To contact us Where we do episodes Every month Where like we play voice notes We interact with you guys So like there is so much To get on ex-gals And if you want it It's only like $6 a month Which is about fiver Price of a cup of coffee Let's be real And you get an extra episode Every single week Plus a live stream Once Ah. a month And then just one more Little plug girls Thank you all so much For coming hard (laughs) Once again For our black t-shirt restock So if you're not sure uh, Our black t-shirt Sold out three days flat Our mini restock Sold out in about two hours So me and Lindsay Went ahead and ordered 200 more black t-shirts Which sounds like a lot Uh, They're nearly all bloody gone There's only 40 left uh, Which So that comes to around 10 per size Um, And these are in the won't take our summer t-shirts because they are a summer t-shirt this is like 100% the last print we are moving on to the next 
next batch of uh, stock so if you want to get your hands on this t-shirt it's so iconic at this point uh, go on over to our merch store it's on our website itgalspodcast.com and choose your size uh, we are, will be posting them out hopefully by the end of this week early next week so get your orders in this week if you want to be out on that first shipment we're dying and loving seeing all of you in our t-shirts so if they come this week make sure to tag us on Instagram because that is what we freaking live for and we're doing like you know selfies of the week kind of vibe so get your selfies up and you can you can be seen on our Instagram we'll share you sexy things yeah so we won't take our summer t-shirts available probably going to sell out in the next week or so itgalspodcast.com forward slash merch or you can find it just on our website there's a little button says merch store go on over and look sexy why not look fly as fuck sexy is a choice it is and I choose yes and I'm I'm (laughs) pro-choice Um, okay girls so this week we have a fun little app for you we are actually in the latter half of this episode we're going to be running down some of the most iconic it couples so couples that were like it gal but the rarest of a kind an it boy was when part of the two, couple it, an it gal and an it boy come together and make this stunning toxic oh tabloid relationship that we were all able to follow so we are going through like the timeline of three iconic relationships but before we do that something weird happened to something very fucking Irish happened Jenny tell us well Murphy's Law I'm gonna start calling it it gals law because whenever we record we usually record Mondays Tuesdays guaranteed Wednesday Thursday something mental will happen in the news that I'm like we now have to wait till next week and I think it was last Wednesday Thursday a fucking tampon ad was banned in Ireland for being too vulgar Too sexual Like I mean I know we lolled About like the normal people reaction And like You know that woman being like It's like porn But like You know There is a bit of like I can see How that would be quite shocking As like a You know A woman of an older generation In Ireland Used to having Pat Kenny Grace her screens Suddenly there's two 22 year olds Engaging in BDSM There's I, There's full on Dick on Yeah tele- On RTE There and was the, a soft yeah, penis that, that is, And that is not You know what RTE And a fair play to RTE For putting it on there Because that is the new Ireland But you know I can understand the outrage yeah. However Because it's a generation shift Yeah you know? And there was loads of Complaints about it I think And there was obviously The whole news talk Which we have an episode on Go back and listen to that From a few months ago <clears throat> But This uh, <laughs> This ad For a tampon we're going to play it So shall I play the uh, audio now Just yeah. to get it out there So to give you all some context Especially if you're not Irish Because It will make you lol I say if you're not Irish Because dear God You must think that we Literally live in uh, Father Ted Yeah <laughs> So here's the ad so Welcome back We have got a great show for you today So Tell me How many of you ever feel your tampon? You shouldn't it might mean your tampon isn't in far enough. you got to get them up there, girls. Example, our special Tampax Pearl Compact Grip Design is your guide to comfort. Just pull it, lock it, and put it in. Not just the tip, up to the grip. So get them up there, girls, with Tampax. Do it. Okay. So that's banned. So it got 84, which is such a small number. Like, when you think Ireland has, what, Five and a half Close to six million people in it I think including Northern Ireland 84 people That's like Not even a full Year in school Mm. (laughs) 84 fucking people Sent in complaints To the ASAI Which is the Advertising Standards of Ireland um, Saying it was too vulgar Uh, 
which is insane because when you think of it like you know the way on um youtube like sexual content is banned but like anything that's like medical or like you know the way you can watch like live births and mm-hmm. you can watch like kind of medical stuff like surely that is considered like it's guidance medical guidance because it's like you know talking about menstruation how to insert like and it doesn't even go into major detail like so there's a bit where she goes like click and then you grip and she puts like she makes a fist and puts the tampon in her there's fist. nothing there's no vagina and even if there was it's diagram like, but yeah. there's not yeah you know? there isn't exactly and and it's set up in a fun way of it being like a chatty girl show and stuff like that and that is how girls chat like I that's how I learned how to put in a tampon you know Mm. I was in Christian camp in Germany back in the day and I think I wanted to go swimming and I'd only ever used pads and like I was in the bathroom and outside my youth leader was like and get it right up there and I was like I don't know if it's the right hole (laughs) I was shoving it up like the pee hole you know I was like not knowing what the fuck was going on but like that's Every girl has been in that situation. 100%. Because like you open up your little box of Tampax and that diagram is quite like, you know, you're like. Oh. It's also weird because it's like a body cut in half kind of thing. You yeah, know, they're spreading like, the labia and like putting it right. And you can't see the inside of yeah. your body. Yeah. And it's like, all, and everyone's done that where you've put a tampon in and start walking around. And you're like, uh, uh, it's totally. a weird feeling. And I remember my mom telling me that like she was like you know you've got a tampon in right when you literally can't feel it. Yeah. And that is, and it's so, but it's so like important for people to learn that because when you think of like the likes of like toxic, toxic shock syndrome, like scary as fuck, really scary. I mean, obviously rare, but it still happens. And like, you know, people have to, we're also not told like in sexual, obviously like this country has really bad, like sex ed. You're not Mm -hmm. told properly how to like use those like like tampons and pads or moon cups or whatever the hell you're using like it's not really like taught to people how to use and it. as well like from what I remember about doing say when I did nails like I would have the same women in every other week and every time I did their nails I'd have to guide their hand into the little absolutely thing you know like it would be like oh and they'd be like oh where am I going you know like even though they'd probably been getting their nails done for a decade yeah so like I it's so easy especially with something like tampons which when we're thinking of like um you know menstruation and like how we can sanitize ourselves or whatever like that's the like probably the most like scariest one for me because of the possibility of toxic shock syndrome and how long you can leave it in and all those kind of things so I think it is important to constantly remind people because people could be using a tampon for so long and then forget yeah. that like oh it's only supposed to be this like what is it seven hours I think is yeah yeah you shouldn't have it in like any longer than like I think they say six to eight but, yeah like yeah but yeah exactly like someone could be using it wrong for years or someone's life like um someone's kind of like value of life could be lowered because they're maybe not going swimming when they have their period maybe they're you know what mm-hmm. I mean not doing certain activities that like tampons allow you to do while having your period so like if you were then going oh my god that's why it hurt me you know, and as you said, you ha- you have to be consistently reminded. Like, I also think, like, I was thinking of it uh, when that happened. I was like, it would also be of great value if they, uh, like, did that with condoms. Like, on ads, showed how to fucking put them on properly. Because surely the majority of, like, a lot of the time failed like condoms like that are breaking or falling off is because of like lack of knowledge of how to put it on or how to even open up the little square foil thing because like guys will like or women will like rip it off with their teeth and it could like 
just nick yeah. part of the condom so totally. it's going to be completely or like useless. finding out where the um, expiry date is on it letting people know like I mean surely that is actually kind of you know uh, responsible advertising that it's not only advertising a product but it, when it is a product that has like a use that like if used incorrectly could have really devastating effects surely it's good of the company to be educating people on how to use it like I, I it's bizarre I remember like um old tampon ads as well like I mean I remember like looking at one before and you'd always see them and I just kind of didn't really cop what it was like this pads coming in it's flying in with its wings, with wings this yeah. blue fluid going on it and I was just like what the fuck is that I remember asking my mom I must have been about like six or seven I was really young and I remember being like what are they for and my mom like panicked bless her and uh, she was like well just sometimes when you're older you, you might just do a little bit of a wee in your pants and you use them to wipe you carry them around to wipe. <laughs> oh, no. and I was like no fucking way <laughs> I I think I, I can't remember I think I um, my cousin was a little older and she had hers so I kind of knew about periods and yeah. then from being a mom and them like we have such an intimate home life and a lot of girls in yeah house. and like but in my home now like with the three of us with the two kids or whatever like they are in and out of my bedroom I've spoken about this numerous times in the pod like where they come in and out and I'm naked or yeah. I'm shoving a tampon up or I'm ripping off a pad or whatever and they're like what is that blood and I'm like I bleed once a month yeah and women do that and you will when you're of age like I'm and it is scary and Luna's like I don't want to but I'm like I know but you don't have to worry about it for a couple yeah and you have to normalise it like I mean you know my mum of all like you know she's great and she's actually so like progressive I say she just fucking like panicked and was like how do I tell my six year old you know and but like, as well she was probably brought up in yeah. a place where you're thought that where you're told it's that secretive. your period is a sexual like feminine womanly yeah. thing to kind of keep to yourself and you that know? it's secretive and it's slightly shameful like I don't you know think my way. dad knew I think my mum maybe like for yeah. the first time I got my period I remember yeah. that was a thing like what if dad knows I know me but too I was like I don't want dad to see my damn bones. I know That's or so like scary. my bra oh I remember my dad my scarlation was out of control I begged my mom for this fucking bra not a nipple on me like the my, soft little like from Dawn's yeah. the like cami top I love it but it them. had the adjustable straps and, okay. the, and it had and the, the clasp the clasp so okay. that was like all you needed because like we spoke about it in the pub before but like yeah the, you need the struggle you of like oh struggle God, I'm adjusting the, my tits and so you want big. the imprint on your t-shirt of your bra yeah because I remember yeah. when that started happening in school I was like OMG I need one of them stat honey yeah a string top but there's the double thing yeah, because it's even the a bra. t-shirt just imprint on the back I was all about the string oh, top oh no that and was I a major flex slip down oops sorry my bra do you remember what were also huge like the clear straps oh I know and they're so gross I know I loved, I loved them I was like this is the coolest fucking thing they ever get finally my tits can be up which I had none of no <laughs> they got foggy they were like this pretty little yeah. thing fucking easy shoes with all yes. the condensation yeah. like can we stop with Perspex around like warm like skin and perspex, perspex is not really no, a fucking vibe especially no. clear when you can fully see the droplets yeah like let's take a note from the BDSM community and be buying like extremely expensive latex or yeah, something yeah. you know if it's like 20 euro and pretty little thing let's not yeah no 100% so oh yeah I remember uh, my dad found my fucking bra like I was in my house and I was in my room and I used to hide my bra because like I'd be afraid that he'd like find it and like a fucking sex toy literally like I had a big dildo in the room (laughs) (laughs) and um I he came in and he was like looking for something and then he found it and he was like what's this and I was like 
like and he, I, obviously at the time I thought he was like what is this but he was probably like what is this <laughs> you have a bra and I was like I don't know I did mom made me buy that and he was like I guess you're going to be a woman soon and I was like Ew. I hate that ah, I like spiraled I was like I don't want my dad to think I'm a woman it is the weirdest thing ever but it should be like normalised as fuck well obviously. it should because yeah like you already struggle as a teenager who's like you know getting into puberty now we also have to carry that shame into adulthood and mm. that ads are being banned and it's fucking like a when it's just, an educational ad but it's I like we it. half the women of periods yeah in Ireland it's not a thing like yes half the women like some people use pads but like I sometimes would be in like thank oh, fuck this whole noise with the whole we've spoken about it before again about the like same sex bathroom like you know the yeah, bathrooms yeah. with the fellas and the girls and, and it's all you know, gender neutral gender bathrooms. neutral whatever I'm in a fucking bathroom and I have like a pad or a tampon and like I don't want when I can hear like some lad horse pissing next in the, the urinal next to me and I'm like ripping off the fucking pad it's like uh, I just want to like fuck's sake and, and so, like the stench of their piss like when you have to be handling the tampon I'm like oh, oh I'm gonna I get know. a UTI off their fucking, their fucking shit particles ur- it's like a fog of urine all the like spray back but no <laughs> I just I think that's outrageous and it's fucking disappointing whoever the hell decided to actually pull that I just can't 84 I thought they were at least going to be like thousands like 84 people I'm sure they got way more for normal people oh definitely well it's not an advertising so they have to they they don't they can only complain like RTE you know what I mean they can't the ASAI only runs ads I thought it was actually before I'd seen it I thought it was going to be the actual kind of the diagrams that you get in the pamphlet thing like blown up into some kind of ad I know it's just literally two women on a couch being like come on get it up there girls I guess they don't like that that it's like encouraging get it up go on it's like we're literally talking about a tampon we're not talking about a dick and even if we are talking like it's Who gives a fuck? it's okay to kind of make it a fun girly chat and like yeah. you know the way totally and they're like it's frustrating as fuck as well because I'd love to see the 84 people lined up like, oh, me I'm too. sure some of them are men and most of them don't even menstruate anymore yeah. so it's like uh, can we you know handle our own shit absolutely god I doubt it's like fucking young women who are like using tampon you know the way god bless them when they find out about moon cups oh, oh my god imagine it was the moon cup brigade they did like an orchestrated they were fucking like, Ed, Ed. oh yeah it wasn't even like, yeah, like a sexual thing they were pretending they were like right this is how we get the fucking tampon ad Miss yeah, moon cup was like, like 84 people in my office let's go complain to the ASAI yeah, because we fucking you know they're problematic yeah. because they're so wasteful. Wasteful, yes. Oh, well, girls, that's let us know what you think about that. But we just thought we had to mention it because it was fucking mental. And every so often, Sorry, Ireland, no. Ireland just takes ten steps forward and fifteen and, steps back. Yeah, for sure. Um, I have been considering for a while, but I'm just not there yet of buying those pants. Those like like thinks. Yeah, yeah. I'm the gym. I'm into them for night time. Totally, yeah, because I hate the feeling of. I just don't like the pad, like moves around. I don't yeah. sleep with it. I don't like sleeping with a tampon mm-hmm. in. I would one hundred percent fuck with them. Well, me, we should buy a pair each and then review it. Yeah, friend of the pod, Leanne's boyfriend used to work. 
Oh, fair play. Fair play. Um, okay, so this week, let's talk about the It Couples because, I mean, how did we even get to this? I think we were talking about it on a live stream once on Patreon. We were like, remember this couple and that couple? And we were like, okay, we need to do a fucking episode on this. Well, because- I think, like, what we have been, like, while we don't want to, like, gossip anymore about certain celebrity as much as we did, which that was a fun moment, but, like, we, you know, are just trying to extend the content. So what I think is really close to the pod is, obviously, the name is It Gals. And Absolutely. we have a fascination with, like, some It Gals. So we wanted to do like um, Over the course of like The podcast Once every while We can do like uh, You know Delving deep into like The life of an it gal But we thought to kind of Ease us in Let's think of some iconic It gal relationships Because we talk about relationships So much on the pod And We got some Freaking fiery relationships To talk about We do And this, we kind of decided To you know Take a step back Like We've got one from the 90s and then two from the mid 2000s uh, who are just would be, especially because that's all coming back now, you know, totally. all those pages are posting like these iconic looks of these pay of these couples that, you know, what's the story behind them? And one couple that is constantly posted on those pages is Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. So let's delve into them. Like visually, what an iconic looking oh, couple. Like, I mean, you you can't get... Annie Hotter Like they were just The perfect couple Of their time So obviously Tommy Lee Hotty Hot and like Trashy and sexual yeah. And like All over like, each other You could just tell That there was like So much going on Behind the scenes Yeah It was like They just crawled Out of their fucking Love cave To yes. get onto the red carpet and 100% like, Then right back You know yeah. It's like So Tommy so Lee was the drummer I believe of Motley Crue mm-hmm. um, Who were huge in the 80s Like late 80s Early 90s And then Pamela Anderson Obviously became massive When she was in Baywatch Which was the early 90s so I did a little bit of research on the birth of their relationship and I'll actually leave this article in the description of this podcast because it's such a good article. It's a excerpt from his biography, okay, autobiography. I think it's ghostwritten though. Um, and it's all about when he meets Pamela Anderson and like their like whirlwind and like then their breakup. Oh my God, I only got halfway through because it's so long, but like it was so fucking good. I was like, transported back so he um describes uh like meeting her he said like the night before they had some big gig in LA and it was like a mad gig and they were real like rock and roll like they were like punching fans (laughs) crazy shit and he said the next night they went to this uh club and um he said they were all taking E and drinking Cristal which is just like so iconic so iconic (laughs) (laughs) him and Motley Crue and he said that halfway through the night this bar girl came over with a shot and was like there was two of them and she was like this one's for you Tommy and he was like who's the other one for and she was like Pamela Anderson and Pamela Anderson was one he, she she was like she's the co-owner of this bar she was obviously really famous at the time this is like 1990 late 94 I think he said uh, oh it was New Year's Eve he said yeah so it was 94 going into 1995 so Baywatch like she was like huge like if you didn't grow up during the 90s I say it's probably hard for you to realise how fucking famous Pamela Anderson was just for that small role in Baywatch but she was just like a mega celeb She was just like The kind of bombshell Marilyn Monroe on acid Kind of Yes Mar- Marilyn Monroe the 90s 100% yeah. You know She was just known as a sex pot mm-hmm. And uh, he said Then he looked across the way And she was there And like the bar girl gave her her shot And then he was like I like worked up the courage He's like I 
downed a bottle of crystal and went over to her and like gave some terrible like pickup line and she was like what the fuck and anyway they ended up like scoring uh that night and kissing and um apparently he said like rumor has it when pamela got into her friend's car to go home like she looked at her friend and her friend looked back to her and was like don't even think about it no uh, and then she was like why and she was like he's a maniac and oh then like gosh. apparently then like that like completely stirred her interest and they started like having this like back and forth of like almost dates for like a few months where it was like they're meant to see each other and they weren't they couldn't and they kept like he said like in LA the annoying thing is like you can meet someone and you're both too busy to mm-hmm. basically actually meet up and he said once she called him such a cool bitch he makes her sound really cool in this really? article yeah he was like she called him up and was like hey I'm in this hotel do you want to have a rendezvous um finally we can have our date and he was like okay yeah she's like okay meet me here at like five and he turned up at five said it to the people at the hotel they were like no Pamela's not here and he was like what the fuck and he said he called her up again he's like where are you she's like I'm in my house and he was like why are you in your house or when do you meet and she's like oh yeah that's tonight isn't it she's like oh well I can't come I've got to go to Cancun in the morning for a photo shoot and he was like I'm coming to Cancun and she was like, no, you're fucking not. I've, I'm going there for 18 days for work. And he was like, it's too late. I've already booked my fucking Oh my ticket. God. I know. So he turns up to Cancun and uh, he like lets her do her photo shoot. And then he said like, they meet up and like, he said, it's like, you know that, do you ever have that thing where a guy where like, you have all these almost dates and you have all this like sexual tension built up. Mm-hmm. And then when you go on your date, you're just so like nerdy and like. This is so awkward Because you're like You're trying to like Make all of that Past conversation Like worth it As in like uh, Because like That felt so That can feel so real And so like And intimate And we're saying stuff like Oh and I got my hands on you And then we were like Here we are Yeah it's like Don't put your hands on (laughs) me Yeah I know You're like You're like scared And uh, he said that like they were both so like kind of awkward and like oh, I can't because they had had like phone sex and stuff for a few months as well okay. I think and he said finally like they had a few drinks and they stayed out and they ended up sleeping with each other and then within five days married each other five days was it I didn't I was not aware yeah, of that yeah and his mum and dad were the same he says in this article his mum and dad married each other within five days and he's like uh, 40 years later so did me and Pamela so they married each other in Cancun when she was on this job still and like they weren't even publicly dating and they came back married (laughs) that was such a like 90s thing like Britney did it you know these like running away I think it was like eloping eloping I think it was like you know if you were that high intense of a celebrity to just Mm. the kind of ability to just do something wild and free yeah especially if you're like Pam and like, like Britney you know these crazy biatches cool that they did that and then yeah, so they got married and then they got each other's name tattooed around their finger which was like they were known for that that yeah. like she had Tommy and he had Pamela because they, did, they didn't have rings over yeah. there so they were like we'll just get each other's fucking name tattooed and he said they had like this like amazing like kind of honeymoon period and then they came home and he said they got off the plane they were like oh whose house do you want to go to? Because we're married now And he said that was like A really weird adjustment Yeah That's wild I know And then So they like Stayed together And they She got pregnant And she lost one baby He said like They had like Insane uh, paparazzi Like they kind of Seemed like one of the First couples to be just like In that kind of era Like hounded By paparazzi So like they, when she lost, she went, she fell and had was going into like basically to miscarry. She was being brought in like a ambulance, and he said that there was like 
like fucking paparazzi like circling the ambulance like stopping the ambulance Ugh. getting to the hospital he's like it was fucking insane so sick so sick um and then obviously they had so they ended up having two kids uh two boys uh they also had a sex tape which they're so known for so they were one of the first couples i think they might have been the first ever like internet sex tape did from she also have one with kid rock she may have had one with kid rock yeah i'm so mad she has a type Oh, or she had yeah. a type. I think then she was like, "Yeah, she's know. had like five husbands." Fair yeah. Better. So yeah, they had the sex tape. The story I didn't know the story behind the sex tape. I had kind of mixed up their whole Cancun thing. So they actually just went on holidays, and he was like, "We were just like doing this video," and all of a sudden he's like, "We didn't mean to make a porno, but we just had this crazy sex life." So they ended up like making pretty much a sex tape. And he said that like he had a studio in the basement of their house, and he had a safe, and in the safe he had all these like family shit and like some money, and that sex tape was in there. He was like, "It was just for us." And then he said Like he left it in there And never looked at it again Then they were refurbishing The studio one day And he looked under the carpet Where the safe was And it was gone And he was like What the fuck And that The last month they had had Um construction workers in and he was like one of the construction workers used to be a porn star very LA and he thinks it was him I know so LA and then but that's so insane that that was like able to go around back in the day well, he, I mean it still does I think like, in you the, know with uh, revenge porn now but like, totally. fucking hell in the uh, article he says like he was like he's you know we got our lawyers on the case and it, it came out that it was published on the internet so this was like 1997 and he said they thought oh we're grand it's on the internet no one looks at the fucking internet and obviously it like blew up and they got so famous from it um, I'm and, pretty sure I saw it in Anne Summers once really yeah well it was sold Like it was You know I think it was the same company That did all the uh, A few of the celebrity Sex tapes They buy the rights to it And then they just like Blow it up everywhere So And they can So like Would Tommy and Pam Have okayed that? No They have this weird It's like with Kim Kardashian's And Paris Hilton's one as well So wild I know I think once it goes online They had some court, kind of court case He went into it And like uh, That's when I was like Okay I have yeah, to okay, leave um, But there was this Um Quote that I want to read Of like the first time We saw Pamela Anderson In the club Which I was like Oh Imagine a guy Fucking describing me like this He's like She was wearing all white Her hair was the most Perfect shade of blonde I'd ever seen Her teeth practically Glowed through her lips When she left And she stood out So radiantly From everyone around her That it seemed like A beam of black light Was shining on her From above And he was like Then he also goes He's like When you're on ecstasy Joan Coll- or Joan Rivers Looks like Pamela Anderson Imagine what Pamela Anderson Looks like on ecstasy Oh my god Gosh. Poor Joan. I know. He was like, probably just like, oh, you're so beautiful. I mean, she is so fucking I'm gorgeous. Back to, and their and looks sexy. together. Their looks Yeah, their looks were. together. Like her with a barbed wire tattoo, him covered in skinny, wearing vests yeah. and like weird ass hats with bandanas underneath. Like he was so trashy. So trashy, but like sickeningly hot in a weird way. In a there weird way. Like I mean, very it's hot just about that rock and roll energy. Absolutely. And he's still fucked right now. He's fucking broke them up. Um, they just had like loads of fights. They were just like, I, basically, he said at one point in the article, he was like, I remember turning to Pamela and being like, Why did we never work in our relationship? And she was like, I was pregnant the whole time. They were only together three years and she, they had two, two kids, kids and a miscarriage. So, like, she was pregnant. And they had no, like, no foundation. That's yeah. what he said. He was like, We never got to know each other. He's like, We got married and then we were just like pregnant because he wanted kids, she wanted kids. He was married to Heather Locklear before. Yeah. He divorced Heather Locklear for Pamela Anderson, apparently. And um, he was like, She didn't really want kids and she wasn't very, like, 
he's like Pamela was just so fun compared to her like she was just so out there and like fun loving and but he said like the paparazzi was a big thing and um, he's American Greek he's, he's very good looking man what Tommy Tommy Lee now not now Oh, he was. Back then, he was just, he has an edge to him. He has an energy. Yeah. Now he's he's rock with, star. Um, oh, he's married to Brittany Ferlin, who was like a Vine star. Let me look her up. And he's still like definitely dealing with. Uh, oh, he's mad looking now, of, isn't he? I know and abuse, so, Like substance abuse Oh absolutely with. Because your man Brandon He was on the hills recently His Their son. son And he They don't talk Because I think they've kind of Made up now Because apparently They had he like Assaulted his son once Like they had like Yeah there was something And it like Came out in social media He had apparently Assaulted his son Brandon Like drunk When um, Like done, Punched him Or something horrible yeah. Like that And then I think The son Released on his social media Or like to TMZ Or something Like footage Of Tommy Lee Like out of it on the floor he does deal with addiction like I think he's like open with that as well and it's uh, yeah it's just mad they're one of those couples that you're like oh, they would be so iconic if we like get back if together if they'd worked it out I love um, was it Tommy Lee I think she also had great looks at Kid Rock though didn't she was was the look with Kid Rock the one where she's wearing the, the pink, fluffy hat yeah the, is that Kid Rock or is that Tommy Lee I think it's um, Kid Rock I want to look at their wedding photo I don't know if they have one do they they might apparently there was eight people at their wedding you never oh this looks like it could be um I just put in Pam and Tommy wedding is it one the one and on the beach she's fully wearing like a busty dress oh so cute oh yeah I can see and, it like that kind of purple glossy lip and stuff and the shiny eye I love that picture of them like coming out of the sea oh she's such a babe she's, her bod is just beyond and her makeup like her look was just so like Iconic Down you And know? just like she Well she like It was like rock Sexy You know Yeah Blonde bombshell Like it was just so Those pictures here Are so iconic uh, Pam and Tommy Anderson, or Tommy Where they're like kissing they're, yeah. They were just always All over each other All over each other Scoring the so face Off horny. each other <laughs> That must be their Actual wedding Where they're like On the beach Yeah yeah, must, yeah That yeah. sounds like The kind of vibe That is flipping gas I that know that. Iconic couple But like a lot of a, a kind of ongoing theme in all these couples I was thinking when I was writing them down I'm like it's very like Beauty and the Beast vibes it's always like some beautiful kind of nice girl gets swept up with this like bad degenerate boy, degenerate yeah. bad boy and I think um, there is something about the kind of like wild fucking out of control not like handsomely good looking guy you know mm-hmm. the way there is something that kind of just it's like serious big dick energy if you haven't been gifted with like a certain look which she has yeah. you know I think sometimes if you are like of Pamela Anderson's standard of gorgeous that she obviously she's like enhanced or whatever but like she's just a babe but she's a babe of person no matter what yeah. like even before her oh, she work was she was fucking gorgeous and she gorgeous. could get with you know I think you kind of understand like seeing as we are two beautiful women Jen I think you kind of understand <laughs> that like you know looks don't I really mean relate. shit yeah, you sure. know they don't mean- Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So let's move on. We're going to talk about my personal fave. Oh, yes. Well, well, yeah, probably my personal fave. As you all know, I'm like a massive Amy Winehouse fan. So we couldn't not talk about Amy Winehouse and Blake Filder Civil. Because, like, in 2007, when we, we talk about that era a lot, like, of, you know, tabloids right before kind of social media took off as heavily as it is now. Like, the tabloids were where you got your gossip, was where, like, you kind of felt connected to people that you listened to or watched on TV. And as a couple, Blake and Amy were hounded as oh well. God, like. Yeah. You can see if you YouTube like Amy Winehouse paparazzi, there's some like weird channel called like Paparazzi UK. It's this guy who has like this red hair. He's Australian. He has like these fake abs and he's like a big, he has this big paparazzi company and he just seems like, I don't, what I don't understand about paparazzi when there's like, like why is there literally hundreds of them? I think well they're all freelance and they just sell their photos yeah. to the papers so like you could be a paparazzi if you wanted it just depends on how much money you can make by selling your photos you it's know just that wild way. that they're so, there was just there was, just clearly so, much, there was so, much. so much money in it back then like there was it's like a live soap like yeah. when you when this is why like these couples get so big because like a lot of like we have substance abuse we have like the rock and roll like they're not following around like Robert Pattinson and Suki Waterhouse no. because like what are they doing dining in Nobu going home doing yoga it's like sexy fish on Saturday yeah exactly it's like mm, I think I'd prefer to see them leaving the fucking weird premiere in with cuts all over the face and like <laughs> drugs hanging out of their arms um, so Amy Winehouse and Blake was like always toxic they really go into the relationship in the documentary Amy where he yeah. is speaking about her and stuff and it's like you were saying it's a total like like not that Blake wasn't good looking that it's a Beauty and the Beast thing but it seems like Amy Winehouse was this like immensely talented successful mm-hmm. being and he was just not it's like celeb and the mooch a lot of the time like totally. I mean even like Especially Tommy when drugs are involved totally and like even Tommy Lee like he wasn't in his peak of fame when he met Pamela Anderson you know like he was still famous but like I don't know were Motley Crue even really that like relevant then yeah. not really they were more like an 80s kind of metal band you know And but Pamela Anderson was at like the height of her stardom and it's the same with Amy and Blake in the sense that Blake was like who the hell was he and she was like because I have it written down I have like four things written down because I was like Lindsay will totally lead the Amy and Blake conversation <laughs> why am I even trying I just have met in 2005 they got tatted Tatted They got tatted And then they they broke up He got back with his ex She wrote back to black And then I have He introduced her to heroin That's all I've written down But you know They met in 2005 And that was like the peak Like the very start Of her becoming like A fucking superstar It was I don't Yeah like she had Obviously before back to black Like she didn't have the beehive So Mm. I think it is one of those things That they just met Before she really blew up Yeah So um like Amy Winehouse was someone who seems to have been like boyfriend obsessed like she all her songs are about numerous boyfriends like Frank is about like not about Blake at all 
but she met um, Blake I think after writing Frank just in like the Holy Arms in Camden which I have been to and I just can't fucking believe like that was like her fav- her favourite pub she yeah. used to be like back pouring the drinks so they met there and it was around the time in England like you know we're going to be talking about another person that I'm dropping here Pete Doherty like with the Libertines the scene was like very much like grungy rocker like so Amy Winehouse was going to these kind of events with like Oh, that's Pete, where she met him yeah because Pete used to go to the Holly Arms so did No Fielding so did Russell Brand like all those people the yeah. Holly Arms is like a known fucking celeb spot yeah with a rock and roll kind of bar yeah and it's such so, an underwhelming bar when you're there you're like oh I know it's just a pub and there's like three people in it <laughs> yeah like, what? What? And you're like where the fuck in the Liberty yeah with Russell Brand with Amy <laughs> um, and yeah so then they broke up and that's when Amy like they, I think they'd been on and off she had a boyfriend when they first met he had a girlfriend so they didn't like they were kind of like cheating on their partners and then like he went back to the girl that he was cheating on with and he was like look I can't do this they had like a tumultuous relationship from the start like really loads of fights and shit like that and there is something about that if you know I understand that from like if you've been in toxic relationships and you're used to sometimes you can it's like you know he hit me and it felt like a kiss you can if you're used to that kind of passionate crazy like arguments it can pull you back because you mistake it for yeah passion, you, you mistake you know? passion for like clashing yeah and, and clashing like, yeah and, and toxicity and disrespect and not getting on and not seeing eye to eye yeah. you can kind of like plaster it over with being like oh but we're so passionate yeah, we, we can fight keep our arms and we fuck yeah, you know yeah. and like a lot of the time when you are fighting the fucking is good um but yeah so then she went like into a really dark place when they had split and um, wrote Black to Back which then like went crazy and then boom they were like back together and then that's when like her whole look changed like she had been dealing with bulimia so like visibly they became more of like an it couple like when Back to Black came out because they both dressed very the same yeah, they both be in their little same clothes. skinny little jeans bandanas around yeah a little tank top she had her beehive they had like very similar tattoos they had like he had Amy behind his ear she had Blake over her tit like over her heart and they just looked really like no one else looked like them they looked Mm. really like kind of rockabilly but was a bit like bit of a landing edge in it landing edge but it was really pared back like it wasn't my heart at all like she she had her little ballet slippers and then um, I think it was in 2007 when like you know obviously she'd visibly changed in weight like she dropped size and she, oh, she got so was out all of the time and like Blake looked a little dodgy like he like the two of them would have like big scars on their arms and, and everyone like was that. also like what the hell does he do yeah you know that way he just looked like a proper scrounger boyfriend where you're like what do you do and your yeah. girlfriend is like ma- like and he was there all the time all the time and like you know Amy Winehouse was like Britney Spears level of famous in 2007 like it was like she was worldwide everyone fucking knew who and she Amy blew Winehouse up was. like from Frank she was like you know known known but like she was more of a like you know she when her image changed her image and getting the beehive and she was away, a pop star like one of the biggest pop stars in the world yeah 100%. And especially because she was the only one because like right then like with English you know they were putting out stuff like the streets or Lily Allen like she was like a jazz singer like yeah. it was something that there was only one of her and that obviously her chaoticness fed into her celebrity you know that way like there's totally. a reason why Lily Allen didn't 
good like that. I think it was because she she broke America because like yeah. obviously like jazz and blues has come from like Detroit, so like they, she was loved in America yeah, for yeah, like yeah. singing because like a lot of like say English music like the Liberty very English Lily Allen yeah it doesn't penetrate like America as much because they're like oh we like it but it's more of a like yeah novelty and so when she like broke America. And he was over there with her and they were like doing, they did Coachella and like they're just always dressing the same. He was there all the time. He was calling himself like a video producer or something. <laughs> like he'd be going around like in the back of like, you know, she'd be singing and he'd be like filming on this camcorder and always had like a plastic bag in his hand, probably full of bloody heroin. But um, they, uh, there had been like tabloids, you know, was printing pictures of them every day falling out of bars you know rumours about stuff that had gone on in the back of the Brits like him just like, her just being so obsessed with him like she'd weave him into every song like singing like Blakey like even when she did um, you know oh I'll get to that actually because shit really hit the fan with their rela- relationship in the tabloids when those images in 2000 came out 2007 when they appeared on the streets at like 4am he Indeed. had cuts all over his face she had bandages and cuts her like little ballet pumps which were so iconic had like blood poured out and like it it was like what we obviously you know that's when like you know it's, it's happened with like when we did the Britney episode like you're kind of like oh they're so wild and fucking yeah. rocker and crazy and but then when you actually see the like proof of what's going on mm-hmm. and that it's like unhealthy and damaging that really shook the kind of there was a bit of a shake up and but it also did just mean that then there was even more tabloid attention on them because like yeah. people do live to see for that well fucking it's pure voyeurism completely. you know that way you're just looking at something unravel in front of your eyes and you've no control over it but you're loving it like yeah. who hasn't like even watched like an influencer breakup and being like weird like what's gonna happen or next? even the first youtube that you watch which is someone being like i'm sorry you know yeah. like, I'm like i will watch those youtube oh. and i've never fucking watched any of her other videos yeah they I'm pop like, up on my like for you page or whatever yeah, and i'm yeah. like it'll be like addressing the controversy and i'm like, I'm like I, I have never clicked so fast i know i'm like i don't care who you are <laughs> and it's always in lowercase always in lowercase yeah simple but like an update i'm like Yes, and yeah. I hate it when they're like, so the t-shirts are delayed. I know, I'm like, fucking hell, Fuck come sake. on. Or like, so my um makeup got destroyed in a float. I'm yeah. like, yeah, no, nah, not yeah. really doing Sorry, that. but not really. I need personal the, details, yeah. please. Always like. Personal drama. Where I'm at. I'm yeah, like, I love oh, that. I'm like, I hope she broke up with someone. But I it's know, horrible. Yeah, I know, but it's horrible, but it's, you connect because everyone's been through exactly. breakup and stuff. So everyone's exactly. had a crazy fucking night. So when we saw those images it did shift and then I think soon after that um, they kind of got arrested in America they had drugs on them and I, she wasn't able to get back to America and then he got rearrested again for grievous bodily harm and he was charged and he had been trying to like who did he beat up? Um, some random were in a pub but there was CCTV and like he had denied it. he tried to pay off the guy oh and uh, with Amy's money and all this kind of stuff so he got like double doubly oh. charged for that and he was put in prison and they'd gone from being like glued to each other to him literally being in prison so everyone was quite worried worried about Amy because she was so overly obsessed she seemed like obviously she's a very addictive personality yeah. but she definitely seems to be one who would fall very easily into like codependent relationships yeah like, like she's I mean, not someone who could be like dealing with her boyfriend being even on holidays she'd be like ah! yeah like, like she was obsessed like I said she weaved him into every song she brought him to every photo shoot gig this like he they were a twosome except that he just wasn't benefiting her 
you know, and she was like drunk singing a lot of the time and like not doing good shows. He was enabling her like bad behavior because as I said, he was the one who introduced her to heroin. Well, I'm like the whole idea of him introducing her to heroin. He was a heroin addict when they met. So I, n- I never really liked the whole like vilifying Blake or blaming him for her addiction. Like Yeah, well she's obviously like definitely was, you know, someone as I said with an addictive personality anyway. But I think he said like doesn't I, I read it just in an article as we come uh, before I came here, he was saying like um like the he said the only regret I have was like doing heroin in front of Amy for the first time. I guess he blames himself for like that like But he pee. was present when she did it the first time. Okay. okay so he okay. was a heroin user yeah. on and off but like he wasn't like an addict apparently obviously like when they first met but he had used it. So then he did use it you know in front of her and she asked to use it and he said yeah. but like he's yeah. an addict as well. So I, I don't understand how we can ever be like putting him to a different standard like and also he had you know like that's they bonded over like a difficult childhood and like they were very insecure they both self-harmed like they it's no one's fault definitely not but I could understand how like as a person like if, if you introduce someone to that and then they ended up obviously shouldn't die from heroin she died from alcohol but you you would kind of feel like a blame on yourself I think I she think. died from mainly like her bulimia because she was at such a low weight so the alcohol that she took it, yeah poisoned her yeah but like and obviously the years of abuse of yeah but I think what know. I mean is like I think the official thing is like alcohol poisoning yeah, her liver is. failed mm-hmm. yeah, yeah but like I do feel that in the case of Blake and Amy it's the fact of like say say with Pamela and Tommy you're like they are both equally like in Hollywood like they're both meant to be there like so you can't really blame either or but for Blake I think people just vilified him because he didn't have any purpose other than being Amy's boyfriend yeah and she had the talent and he was like you're a fucking but he just was like they were both troubled souls she just happened to be the talented yeah. one you know like 100% and it's just unfortunate because like people will be like oh he's still alive and he's still like very much an addict yeah he spoke about that I, a while ago I think like if you look up him on um, Good Morning Britain a year ago like he he, he looks petrifying he looks like a ghost he's so really? skinny he's great he burned down his flat um, at Christmas like he's living in this gross little flat like he's fucking so like he's like a proper drug addict that you'd see mm. in town, you know a homeless person so um, he went to prison she was visiting him in prison and then I think she went over to St. Lucia and she was trying to get clean mm-hmm. but then images came out of her with this other guy and he got that in prison and I think she was also pushed to kind of divorce him and he got nothing from the divorce Um so whatever they must have had some kind of prenup they married in Miami she wore a little Betsy Johnson like sailor dress I remember that yeah and they used to like randomly go around Camden holding their wedding picture like a big like it's the same size of like a a big frame (laughs) and they'd be going around holding the fucking picture all the time but he tried to sue the family then last year for like for one point something million because like obviously he didn't get anything He's trying to say that basically... Like she profited off songs about him. Yeah, which I mean... Yeah, but like, come on, let the goddamn girl rest. Let the goddamn girl rest, but we're dealing like with an addict. Yeah, bro, you know? totally. Like, I would not expect anything. Yeah. Like he is... Why well, expect like sanity? You I know? mean, he got... He visited the grave and the son captured his first visit of the grave yeah. where he's like kneel, kneeling down beside the grave. You know, yeah. he's like a, a pretty gross person. He went on Jeremy Kyle... And he actually was kind of saying on Jeremy Kyle, he went on Jeremy Kyle, I think, just after she died. I kind of remember that, yeah. And, you know, he admits that, like, he introduced her to heroin and stuff like that. And, um, 
you know but it is it's a weird thing because he was kind of like he's just a famous addict you know like he is definitely vilified like by Amy fans but like he he's just in the throes of addiction as well which is like sad you know yeah 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 but um I do think that they just yeah like they had a, like wild there was constant stuff coming out in the tabloids which makes them like a total it couple for their look which like was just iconic for their love like they did have this like connection and they were like together for years and they like you know when he was in prison um Amy Winehouse did um she went over to Nelson Mandela's birthday so and funny. like when they sing they sing that famous song for Nelson Mandela which is like free Nelson Mandela and she changed the lyrics to free Blakey my fella like <laughs> So she was like beyond obsessed Like she had this pin That she would wear constantly in her hair Which was like Blake And obsessed How long was he in jail for? It felt like long But I guess it was probably only like Eight months or something like that Yeah I don't think it was that long And then they they divorced when he was in jail uh, Yeah I'm pretty sure And then then, But they got back together when they were divorced Didn't they? Yeah they got back together And then um, (laughs) And they like tried to kind of get into Because they wanted to Like I think her management And her dad and stuff Was trying to get her into rehab Yeah which obviously that song I don't I would like that was a true song like she her dad was trying to get her into rehab she said no 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 but they did actually go to rehab together which is never advised yeah. for couples to do it's it just, together especially like codependent toxic and it's with the same addiction yeah like you're obviously like you and I can't even go to the pub if you're like I don't really want to drink and I'm like let's just go for one yeah, you know it's like totally. I can't imagine that with the, being on the grips of heroin yeah um so and I mean at that point as well they just had absolutely no respect like by from the tabloids and like so when they went to this rehab um, in the country the tabloids found out and were splashing it all over the place and same with St. Lucia she went away to try and you know just have a moment of like freedom and not being hounded like if you look like they would camp out her house 24-7 insane and um and yeah, she was in St. Lucia and her father actually hired a, a film company and like they went, he went over to St. Lucia with, with a film company to make a documentary about her time in St. Lucia. So she also had people around her who were kind of like... She was not surrounded by good people. No. If you've watched that Amy documentary, like it's yeah. just very apparent that like... Her friends seemed to be yeah. wonderful, but they didn't seem to have the they ability have the power to... Yeah. Or the ability, because her friends were just normal people. They weren't like, you know, powerful people like, yeah. you know, that had like money or... You know, all they could do is support their friend. So yeah. When it's like, you know, the father was involved. It's crazy. Poor thing. So we talk. Finally, we'll talk about uh, our last couple. Yes, Queen. Pete and Kate. Oh. Shoop, shoop. Shoop, delang, delang. What shoop, you going to do, Katie? Your sweet, sweet girl. That song, oh obviously, is a Libertine song famously about Kate Moss. Um. So we have this Guardian article, which I think we should just read because, like, I mean, it is iconic. The it is timeline. so iconic. Yeah, like, let's I was, do one in one. Yeah, I was trying to read through it and take out notes, and I was pissing myself laughing because I was just like, "This is too iconic it's not to read." It's just too out. ridiculous. Now, like, obviously, you know, Pam and Tommy are kind of like there wasn't as much juice. Amy and Blake, so much juice, but almost dark as fuck. Pete and Kate was a bit more like. Looser tabloid yeah. fun well, fashion like, vibes Pam and Tommy were like glam rock and roll yeah. and then like Blake and Amy was like whoa this is insane Harrowing. and then Kate and Peter kind of like the glam rock and roll kind of middle ground yeah. you know that way yeah. like we've got a bit of dirt from Pete but we've got the glamour of Kate Moss yeah yeah um, totally so this article was written in 2007 
So it was of the time Which I like Because I was afraid For a second I thought, saw the article I thought it was going to be Like a like Buzzfeed You know like The coolest couple Which they wouldn't have the juice Like yeah, there was stuff yeah. in here That I completely forgot about So January 2005 The pair meet for the first time At Moss's 31st birthday party Almost immediately After the Libertines Had disbanded Dorothy speaks candidly And enthusiastically About the relationship It's been the best week In a long time Because I've <laughs> really Found love with Kate I will <laughs> After a week A week I adore that. Like I love that she was thirty one. That's thirty one. I know. I thought wild. she was way younger. She's I just an ageless human being. She is. I remember that because they had just disbanded. So the Libertines had got really big and like you know were burst onto the scene, iconic. Like you know, flash in the pan. As yeah, well, in a way. Because just as they got big, he <laughs> fucked it up, and I think he robbed. Um, robbed Carl Barrett. Or yeah, something. robbed like, a load of money. They had a huge and like Pete and Carl were like. The only like they were the main driving force of the band. Like yeah. you know, they wrote the songs and they wrote it was the all songs. based on their like weird related. Their chemistry, like they'd snog on stage <laughs> and stuff like that. And then they uh had a massive falling out just as they got fucking big and disbanded and it was just like whoa and then Pete Tarkady was like all over the tabloids. Yeah. Um and he met Kate and it was like totally a like Beauty and the Beast kind of thing because like he was a known out heroin addict yeah. at that stage. Like Pete has always been open with his drugs. It's like an Oscar Wilde kind of like. He is. I mean. He's a libertine. He is a libertine. Like, he is so, like, I mean, funny, for lack of a better word. Like, his whole exuberance. It's like Russell Brand. He's cosplaying 24 7. It's mad. um, Russell Brand the other day, like, when he was on MTV, he used to be, like, wild like that. But, like, Pete never grew out of it. Like, yeah. Russell Brand went into the hippie stage yeah. kind of like now he's like a walking thesaurus yeah <laughs> like Pete is like still randomly bopping around France with a like British flag all torn and covered in blood yeah, dressed in a kind of old army outfit with yeah. a drummer boy a little fo- drummer boy a drummer boy following me behind I know and he's like he's an orphan isn't he <laughs> anybody got some money he's for like orphan. fucking like uh, your man from Oliver yes Oliver Twist Oliver Twist grew up And Who became a rock star Now you know the other one Oliver's bloody friend Oh yes Yeah Oliver. I know you're mine I need the name <laughs> Oliver Twist's friend Oliver Twist's friend The old guy Who brought him into like No Like he was um, Jack Do- Oh the Artful Dodger The Artful Dodger yeah, he, he is the Artful Dodger Oh he's popping around I'm pretty sure they have a lyric In their song But the Artful Dodger I'm Bully. pretty sure And like sure he used do. to like Read like I remember watching this MTV documentary where he's like opening up like he's beating up pouches up from nineteen ninety two and he's like wandering around and the camera's following him. An and he's orchard. Like, I dreamt of a summer breeze and cupulence. Okay, <laughs> the way he so speaks Kate, is insane. But like, I would have fallen for that. Shit. Have you ever seen Random Peter Doherty fact, which I didn't know, but another Doherty in her life brought it into my life, uh, of when it was away or blur? Or, no, sorry. Oasis, Oasis where we're releasing um, a new album and the MTV are like interviewing like guys on the street who are queuing up for the yes, album and, I go, and it's Pete Doherty and he says and like some like yeah he says like a poetic line so he's literally well, I get always it. been like that well, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I can get it because find it there and it's like he's about 15 maybe yeah he's young it's like the early 90s and um, he looks so cute like, we'll, we'll pause probably- and we'll see if you can find it okay, okay we found it uh, so Lynn's played here uh, good morning. You've, uh, you're in the queue, you've got your croissant, you're sorted. Uh, h- how long have you been here? Oh, at least 17 minutes. Oh, right, you're a, new, a newcomer to this. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, can you um, 
Can you sum up Oasis for me in, in one sentence? Yeah, well, I subscribe to the uh, Umberto Eco view that Noel Gallagher's a poet and Liam's a town crier. I've always, so, sorry about that. I've always seen that as a perfect combination, you know? Did you get that? Do you want to do it again? Brilliant. They're like, do it again, please, because they were like, whoa, this is iconic. I subscribe to the Umberto Eco view that Liam's a town crier and Noel's a poet, and that's always, for me, a perfect combination. <laughs> if there was one word to sum Oasis up, what would that word be? Trousers. Then he just, yeah, he just goes random now. It's very strange. But he's so young and it's just like, that was probably one of the only, like, bar him as a child. That's like one of the only bit of footage that we have of Pete that isn't like him. On drugs. On fucking heroin. I love that he's still at that though. He's like, I know. the Umberco Ito Oa. He just was born a libertine. A libertine. So 2005. The, so. Yeah, read that one out there. The July. first signs. July 2005. The first signs of what will ultimately lead to a tabloid fixation with both. Doherty and Moss as a couple appear when the pair are seen rowing fiercely on a Eurostar train purposely Doherty accuses Moss of conducting an affair with ex-boyfriend Jefferson Hack so he's clearly off his head because uh, apparently it was like this huge kerfuffle on the train you back him you got back with him like this is five months after they probably <laughs> making Kate's life a living hell because she's always maintained with Jefferson Hack who was um uh, an editor of ID magazine or yeah, something like that something very chic yeah he's like they always had a friendship like I think they had a brief like maybe two year relationship had her daughter her only daughter Leela Grace and the, but they I think broke up like very yeah. much soon after they weren't like co-parents and you know or they were co-parents they weren't like parenting yeah, together they weren't a stuff. family long but they time. always maintained a friendship and Obviously, Pete came in and was like, I fucking know you. Shoop, shoop, to land, to land. Tighty, what am I going to do with you, darling? <laughs> September 2005. Oh, here we go. Oh, shit. A photograph of Kate Moss using cocaine saturates tabloid headlines. The supermodel is captured on film preparing to drug during a baby shambles recording session. Oh, sh- Following the much hype scandal, several of Moss's high profile modeling contracts all cancelled. They're so Burberry, H&M, I think Rimmel kept her. Um, but very, so that was fucking huge because like Kate Moss also front page all over every paper it was because there was already this like intrigue into them because it was like he's a out and out heroin addict mm-hmm. like he wasn't hiding it and she was the biggest supermodel yeah. ever of the 90s and also remember that Kate Moss doesn't do interviews so there's so little yeah. footage on Kate Moss and she always lived this really low profile kind of uh, existence and also something that I would think plays a big part of it is like you know the 90s was the era of the supermodel and like Kate Moss invented heroin chic well, not her but like you know they they yeah well Bill Clinton she, spoke about exactly. heroin chic and like referenced her like she was she was known as like the she first, was the first waif. waif you know and heroin chic the word was invented from her even from her yeah. yeah so like you know there was always this kind of intrigue of like do models they must do all do drugs and mm-hmm. you know the heroin chic like that's like you're literally tying the word heroin to models already because of how thin they are and then you get this like perfect picture of Kate Moss like cutting lines of coke at a baby shambles recording session which is by the way Pete Hardy's banned after the liberty yeah. it's like I remember reading iconic. or seeing online um, on an interview on TV like when people were discussing that and they were like what the fuck do you think Kate was doing when he was off shooting up heroin eating yeah. cheesecake <laughs> like but it's, there's something so like disgustingly fulfilling like the when you are such a voyeur from like all these tabloid 
relationships. It, the same happened when Amy Winehouse with her bra- blonde frazzled hair was photographed oh, God, by yeah. some like dealer who was in her gaff smoking crack, crack cocaine. That was insane. It was like we knew that she had been in rehab and that she had substance abuse issues but there's something about actually seeing them do the drug. Yeah. And I think that was like Kate Moss had had such a long career of clearly doing coke whatever the fuck she was doing at yeah. those parties but um you know and I'm sure what what was kind of shit about it was that like I'm sure loads of those people like Burberry and H&M was kind of like one of the first like cancelled moments 100% Cherries was one of the first like, cancelled moments they would have fucking seen her doing it at the you know the way like they would have seen not only just her they would have seen like Coke I mean is like give me a rock star and Kate Moss is a rock star give me a rock star give me a model and like tell me that they've never done anything fucking illegal like as if like all of these fucking brands would have like been in you know not only would have been at like fashion shows but they would have all hosted huge fashion show after parties where what the fuck do you think they're doing like if you've watched that McQueen documentary like when he worked in Givenchy in Paris like they would fully bring him up cocaine on like silver platters to ensure that he worked throughout the night like it's an open secret like it's an un like everyone knows that and Alexander McQueen was one of the first to stand by her and he came out um, of his show with the we love you Kate I remember that put it out and made sure that like so that was amazing that he kind of stood by her when like a lot of you know, people that she'd been working with for years and years completely cancelled her out, and then she had to um, do the statement and everything. Yeah, so that's kind of the next one is not interesting. She basically does the statement, and then they kind of part ways after Doherty uh, has a I quote botched stint in an Arizona rehab center. Um, but the next one is fucking gas. A new year and what appears to be renewed hope for the revival and longevity of Britain's most gossip-ridden couple. Rumours circulate that Doherty and Moss have reunited after the former Doherty scrawls I love Kate forever on the windscreen of his Jaguar after emerging from yet another drug-related offence hearing at a London court. He was literally, like, his levels of, like, chaos are beyond. Like, he's he's been tied to two deaths Really? Like there was one or at least one there was one where at a party that he was at a man um, was pushed or fell from like the top of a building. Oh I do remember that. And Pete fled the scene and like there was all this like ambiguity around like was he pushed like what was Pete's then there was another image that came out I'm not sure if he was with Kate or if they were like going through a break but where there was a woman lying down on the ground mid sesh and he seems to be like injecting something yes, into her arm I remember that oh and my god that was he insane. came out and said that it was you know some kind of fucking salt and water if you if someone overdoses but like you it's just like what the fuck life are you living and there was another moment when in an interview um, he brought in a syringe full of blood and blasted it at the interviewer. Oh, that was gross. Like, <laughs> what? Like, he was beyond outrageous and disgusting. And then he, like, started painting with his syringes and, like, put the on... Bloods. He was painting with my blood. I have a Pete Doherty book, which is, like, all his little blood etchings. I know, I remember that. They sold for loads as loads. well, which is, like, ridiculous. Because it's libertine, isn't it? I love, love, I love Kate forever. For the number. Yeah, for and ever. 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 So 2006 there hon What happened A new year um, Oh no, oh, no we have that October 2006 Phil Michaels Doherty's uncle Claims the couple are expecting a child Although even at the time This appeared an unlikely claim In the interview He refuels speculation That a marriage is imminent Saying that I can't wait for the wedding We are just waiting for a date 
Uh, and like that I remember that Everyone was like When are they going to get married It was like They were also like cons- Constantly together They dressed pretty much the same They were similar enough To Amy and Blake That like And she was so rich At this point That she didn't Wasn't really working As a model Like she had her Rimmel contract She had her H now yeah. But she wasn't like doing Obviously she's 31 She's not doing fashion shows She was she's doing not, catwalks really Yeah She wasn't stage. doing Any of that shit You know She was doing the odd Shoot editorial gorgeous For like long chomps like Yeah Some random Some brand. random bullshit But she was just loaded Like so she was, could just like Freely basically like Go on tour with the baby shambles Which is what she did For yeah. the majority and of the time And like she was like Looking a lot more dishevelled Like her hair was like She looked dead oh, she, she was so feet. cool Never wore makeup Like she was no. fucking cool Like her fuck. beachy hair And she would wear like Those kind of waistcoaty things Oh the waistcoats And he wore his like Weird waistcoaty things And then little fiffa Oh my goodness Fiffa on his jewelry Remember that picture She looked oh. so cool Where I think they were coming Into Dublin It could have been She has oh, the little yes. green Tea dress on yes. And he has like The fucking weird Baker boy hat oh, it And a black Dublin. eye It isn't Dublin That was her dress From her Kate Moss collection Oh fucking hell That's so good And he has like A the full black, black eye. eye And he is like And he's so tall Which also so They looked amazing Because like He would always have His like big arm around, And he was like Way taller he's than her He's a lanky giant Yeah um, Using false names The pair <laughs> <laughs> they enter rehab together for another fucking couple doing this for an extensive therapy treatment. Doherty vows to recuperate his elf and to finally conclude his protracted uh, relationship with drugs. He is quoted as saying that he is ready to start a drug free life and that he wasn't much of a junkie anyway. Uh, the lady doth protest too much Literally It's like yeah Because you clearly hang around With degenerates Who are like fucking 20 times worse Than you even are So like you seem Pretty okay Like In all of Like Pete was like I mean And Amy when it got to the same stage mm. Of like Her hands were like Swollen and blistered And black From yeah. like Handling bloody Crack rocks Or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck You're doing There was also I think um, They were in Thailand at a point And there's Images on Or there's a video On YouTube I was at the dark side Of YouTube one night Many moons ago I love that When um She was like On a job In Thailand Shooting And he like Came along with the Shoot shoot The lang the lang <laughs> And left her And fucking Went to some hotel room Oh yes These two girls I remember that And he was fully Had scored her And it was shooting up And they were videoing him And like Kate was calling him And he was on the phone And like no, Kate, babe, I love you. Back home, I'm not doing jokes. Like, wild. Okay, February 07. After what was reported to have been an initial reluctance on the behalf of Moss, Doherty moves into her lavish <laughs> North London home, accompanied by various articles of paraphernalia, including a banjo and his treasured gold disc. This follows his eviction from his flat in Hackney, where he is supposed to have occurred a 10k debt of unpaid rent. The live-in couple are spotted in London Zoo, where Doherty alarms bystanders by attempting to get resident penguins stoned. A lot, a lot a to lot. Uh, dissect. I love the paraphernalia because paraphernalia. That was that my favorite bit. My banjo and me gold. It's like a pirate. He is. That was so Pete. Like there was yeah. that MTV show where I think it was called Pete Uncovered, and they so went to good. visit him. They had broken up at this time, and he's randomly Living like in giving some out a mansion. Yeah, this like kind of like a, a dilapidated country dilapidated squat a defo squat where definitely other people are there doing and there was blood all over the walls well it came out again that he had like that was another place that he had dodged a fuckload of rent and, and like he was like there's my union jack he's from 1842 and it's like, blood and tattered and then and he, he like there's like, a big like 
ox head in yeah. one of the rooms just on the floor and he's like I think he's speaking to me like no and furniture and so many kittens it's like his Astyle's room his kid yeah and it's like a bed full of bloody needles <laughs> the actual and he's such a, like that's the weird thing about like Kate is actually like quite a good mum like she's managed to keep her kid out yeah. of the spotlight like she has a relationship with her Pete has two children one from Lisa Moorish who also is a child um, from Liam Gallagher yeah and wow full circle I know two fucking degenerates like he only came into the daughter's life I think like two years ago mm. but Pete has like the big scrawling of ass style on his neck like I'm such a fucking good dad of my big kid's name scrolled but like yeah. clearly never sees him never sees the goddamn kid um, and he has another as well like he got some random model knocked up I remember hearing that not long ago no yeah after Kate and actually sorry I'm remembering this this is fucking wild so Kate Moss did her Topshop collection that yeah. was when she was with Pete Doherty and she used this Parisian model to model some of the looks like she obviously modelled some of them herself but she was like a dark haired like wafy kind Scourge. of girl and Pete Doherty had a relationship with her like how <sighs> disrespectful he obviously had met her oh she's a beautiful model you don't want me in it yeah, like I want me so I had to go for next best thing oh. the couple's public misdemeanours once again become the object of intense media attention at the Enemy Awards major indie flex which so are cool. held in now a defunct Hammersmith Palace Darty and Moss are asked to leave the ceremony by security and spokesperson for the event cite an excess of amorous behaviour as the reason behind their forced exit shagging at the they're end. literally Enemy like Lord. probably on drugs Shooting up while shagging. Like, I never do it on everything. Oh, <laughs> April 2007, marriage rumours persist as both Doherty and Moss confirm the already widespread belief that they are engaged at a well-received Hackney Empire show, which also sees the onstage reunion of Doherty <gasps> and former Libertines co-founder Carl Barat. Doherty dedicates La Belle et la Bête, which means the beauty and the beast in, yeah. in French. For no reason. He was oh, obsessed just, with France. Yeah, French and English. Isn't yeah. To his beautiful fiance, Moss presently joined Doherty on stage oh, for like, a duet. The location of the couple's presumed wedding ceremony becomes the topic of fervent media speculation. Various reports around that the pair had married in either Thailand or Glastonbury. <laughs> Amongst other latest falsified stories, that is hilarious. Her on stage. It was iconic. Did you watch that video I sent you yes, earlier? It's just ridiculous. It's like, I'll put it in the description here. It's like of P. Doherty and Kate Moss like doing, they used to perform this song together where they're both dressed up in like, like aren't old war memorabilia she's waving said old (laughs) Union Union Jack Jack. and she's like they're both wearing like hats and then she'd be like go to jail you cunt it's so So weird weird and she has like because Kate Moss like you said she never gave we never really heard Kate Moss's voice like in the very early 90s she gave like a few interviews and when she was with Johnny Depp she gave a couple but then she just stopped yeah and it really helped maintain the kind of mystery and allure of Kate Moss because we didn't know. And even now, the fact that she doesn't even have an Instagram account, like, yeah. it maintains the kind of mystery. But she was known for her, like, iconic little kind of childlike British little voice. childlike British like, voice. And he has a childlike British he voice. Oh, like, Katie. And, like, calling her Katie is gas because, like, so, no one calls her fucking Katie. I know. Like, she's Kate. I'm Kate, innit? Yeah. Um, so then... January or July 2007 so two years after they started going out 
Uh, after Doherty and Moss are involved in another bout of rowing, the baby shambles singer is spotted in London's Crystal Nightclub, where he is said to have become enamoured with the South African model. Having supposedly heard of his activities at the nightclub, Moss locked him out of her home. Doherty attempted to return, carrying a picture with the scribbled words, there's no place like home, as a peace offering. Where did he get that from? He's at a club. His attempts appear to have been futile as Moss re- as the Moss residence remains closed. Doherty smashes the gift and drives away. <laughs> so so wild, like smashing oh, the gift. I they can't. Were so fucking. And iconic. then um, I remember as well. Alexander McQueen made that beautiful. Um, what was it called? Like she, I think she he put on. Like in a box, it was like this Perspex box, mm-hmm. and it was uh oh the yeah the one where like the big like uh, how do you describe it? It's like a like robotic, a, a CGI version of yeah, Kate Moss, and it yeah. was her floating. It was really cool. That was also like his that was kind really of cool ode to be like Kate will always own the catwalk. No coke yeah. can take away Kate. Um, and then she got married to your man from from uh, the Kills. The is Kills, it? yeah. Um, and Jamie looked, Hintz Jamie Hintz And she looked cute at that wedding I think like that was The kind of bandage To her like Chaotic Relationship with Pete Like Kate Moss is known As kind of being like A rock and roll model Like yeah. in the way she dresses And you know She's been with Johnny Depp She's been with Pete Doherty And then I think She was like Okay I want the rocker vibe But I don't need The yeah. heroiny rocker attitude So Jamie Hintz Was just kind of like I think she also, yeah, I think she knew that Pete Doherty and so many of these couples, to be honest, are the type that you always find in toxic fucking couples. What really, like, they're always like, back together and back together and breaking up and back together. What will end it usually is, like, one of them to be, like, getting married or getting in a serious... Another Next public relationship. Public yeah. relationship. And you can find it with your friends when your friend finally moves on and gets, like, an actual relationship or even the guy might get a fucking long time girlfriend that's kind of usually when you're like and now the circle is complete usually not always but you know what I mean? yeah. it's, it's usually a good sign of like if they get a kind of functioning that's what I mean yeah yeah know? like an actual they're like oh no I've, I've fully moved on yeah. and I think that was kind of her thing Um, so before we end I've got a question for you Lindsay okay fuck Mary kill Tommy oh shit Tommy Lee Blake and Pete Doherty okay shit Right, I'm going to say, ooh, three toxic men. I know, really bad options. <laughs> now, Basically. can I just say you're getting Tommy Lee in his Pam Anderson days? You're getting all of them in the days that we're talking about. Yes, okay. I agree. Okay, okay. I would marry Pete Tockerty. Okay. Because I just, there's something about him that I'm just like, you hilarious <laughs> motherfucker. I, you're tall. I was always really attracted to him. I yeah. think I'm so gorgeous. I think that's why I find Jimmy attractive because like he was similar. Um... And I think it would just be hilarious him like going around the guitar all the time, like with the <laughs> like he'd wreck your head Absolutely. and you'd be like have a horrific life with his drug taking yeah. and all. But I think it would just be so funny. I would probably shag. Ooh, you see, like I feel an obligation to Amy to not kill her ex husband because I do know that Amy Winehouse loved Blake so much, even though he gets such a bad rap by other. No, friends you're not allowed to take that in. You're not allowed to take that in. It's just okay. the lads. Okay, I probably would. I probably oof. I think if I shagged Blake I'd feel a bit sick Sick yeah. that like Because He's just Yeah So I think I'd probably Kill Blake and shag Tommy, Tommy Because that's a bit more Iconic than shagging Blake It's like, really it's a bit cool grim. It's if very I, cool to be like I shagged Tommy Lee Yeah From it's Motley grim Crew. If I Like I Do you know I feel like I could easily Out of all of them 
Blake is the most accessible because yeah. he's not famous and he's like a fucking, you know, would probably do anything for yeah. like money and shit. So not that I pay him for sex, but you know what I mean. <laughs> oh God. She got there in the end. I think I'd probably, I think I'd marry Tommy Lee. Okay. Uh, whirlwind. I'm also thinking living in Malibu, glam, LA mm-hmm. kind of, and also access to like crazy rock and roll celeb vibe. I do enjoy that. Yeah. And um, he had like more money than Pete, I guess. A lot of money. Yeah, he would have a lot. Of, although you know, probably not now. But yeah, more, more, well, like Pete is like literally. running up like ten grand fines a year gas. after he's famous. Yeah, and robbing his friend. Um, and I'd probably ride Pete Doherty definitely, and I'd kill Blake in an instant. Sorry, I really Blake. Would not give a fuck. Yeah, it's sad, but like he doesn't really have anything no. to offer to society, which is grim. Okay, girls, that is it for this week. We'll be back next week with more juice. And as we said, go sign up to X Gals if one podcast is not enough per week. Guess what? We have an extra podcast. It's on yeah. Patreon.com. And you access the whole catalogue of podcasts, which is a moment in itself. Like it is a beautiful like if you love this kind of episode where you're like delving into like, you know, relationships, like that's how we started X Gals. Like it's you really get to know us. And also I think we're gonna do a live stream hopefully this week. This week. Defo. So patreon.com forward slash it gals podcast is our Patreon, or you can just Google Patreon It Gals. I'm sure it'll come up. See you next week, girls. Bye gals. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.